0: Welcome to the Platform Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Kundi-Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy habits. I know how hard that can be because I've struggled and succeeded to varying degrees throughout my life, but I've lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for over a decade now. The key for me was discovering my passion for lifting weights in kettlebell sport. On this podcast, we'll talk to athletes, coaches, experts, and everyday people about Kettlebell's fitness programming, nutrition, mindset, making an impact, and generally striving to grow and leave a legacy of positive change. Please join me. Welcome into the platform podcast. My guest today is the kettlebell queen fox herself, Nicole Gallagher. Nicole, thank you so much for coming onto the platform podcast. Welcome in
1: no thanks for having me
0: yeah absolutely so we were talking before we got on and uh it's a funny story about how i actually came across your profile um one of my one of my athletes on my on my kettlebell sport team who will remain nameless uh told me she has a massive girl crush on you um she thinks that she thinks that you put out awesome content and that you have you have the uh the rocking body that she wants to have so i I gotta i gotta give you a shout out that's how that's how i came across your uh your profile
1: oh i love that and and yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I don't know who it is. So I want you to tell her that I said, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I love when I have like female followers who genuinely follow my stuff because I feel like I have a majority of a male following because of the workouts that I do are kind of like intense for most women. So when I get female followers who are like really down for like everything that I'm doing, I think that's so cool
0: yeah she she definitely she definitely was a fan and uh I, I I'm surprised that I'm surprised that it's mostly mostly male followers like do you do you know what your stats are or what uh what the split is I mean I'm not I'm not surprised that it's more men than women but um I I'm I always find I'm usually surprised to find out what the stats are because sometimes I just I guess I expect that it's usually women consuming more workout content especially from other women but uh apparently right. I'm wrong
1: <laughs> right and you would think so but um unfortunately well not unfortunately I have uh definitely I want to say it's probably like a 76 percent male following and or 72 there you go I'm looking at it right now 72 percent of men are following me and then 28 of women so very little bit of women are following me
0: huh that's that is interesting why do you think that is
1: um, honestly, without trying to like, m- make myself sound like, you know, the Hulk or whatever. <laughs> um, I think it's because I do I do promote a lot of heavy kettlebell stuff. And I do promote a lot of like, heavy lifting and um, strength training and those sorts of things. So I think, I think I intimidate a lot of women as far as strength wise which I don't mean to, like, that's definitely not my goal. If anything, it's to make women like see that it's possible to like train heavy and, um, you know, work out five days a week and not look quote unquote manly like people think that you're gonna look.
0: Um, yeah, for, for the record, women have a quarter, typically on average, about a quarter of the amount of testosterone. So unless you're taking, you know, external sources of testosterone, you're not gonna look manly no matter how heavy you look. You're just, right. you're just, gonna, you're just gonna get strong exactly
1: and so but trying to you know teach women that they don't always understand that they just think oh I'm gonna get big I don't want to look bulky blah 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 and I'm not gonna say I wasn't there at one point either but throughout my journey I've learned like (laughs) I've been doing this for like I don't know eight years now and I don't look manly so if I've been
0: doing it for this long
1: then I don't think I'm gonna look manly.
0: Not unless you try really hard to look manly. I don't think that's good. Right. Right. So you mentioned, the, you know, your journey. Let's get into that a little bit. Like, what is your, let's, let's go back. What is your background growing up? That's typically what I ask people when, when they come on is, is what was your original kind of like athletic background growing up? And then uh, if you had an athletic background or, or not, but, uh, and then how did you, how did you kind of start getting into fitness?
1: My athletic background, I took karate for probably seven years when I was a kid, Um, I did it from about age five to 12 or somewhere around there Um, and I did actually get all the way up to a brown belt um, and then had to my mom took me out of it right before that right before I got my black belt Um, so that was most of my childhood and then I actually didn't do any sports until or I didn't do any sports throughout all my um, school or school years or high school or whatever. Um, I did try out for soccer and shortly realized after I made the cuts that it would would take a lot of running that I didn't want to do and it would take me giving up my weekends. (laughs) And when you're in high school, you don't want to do that. So... (laughs) I was like, well, I'm not going to do soccer. I've been out of high school um, for a
0: long time, and I still don't want to run at the level required the required of soccer. So.
1: Right, right, so I was like, not going to do that, um, though I did make first cuts, but whatever, I, I didn't go with that, um, and then I actually got into working out as, like, a form of, like, therapy um, or, like, a form of, like, just to take my mind off of things. I was in a really toxic relationship at one point in my life, and um we were doing the back and forth thing and um it was one time when we broke up that he moved on with another girl and not to get too sentimental but um I I was really depressed when he had moved on like immediately so I was like okay I need to find something that's gonna like take up my time in my my head (laughs) and um it was working out and that was like my escape like I was able to not think about you know, being sad about my breakup and stuff like that. And then it quickly turned into like an addiction, like that. I just loved the adrenaline after I left there. And I loved how I felt. And I just loved like the short term changes that I saw the little minor short changes that I did see um, when I first started. So after I saw like the process, and I, you know, went through it, it was just like, I don't know, it was more of like something that I just became addicted to doing. And then it just grew from there. So I was working out at like a recreational gym for probably a year and a half or two years prior to kettlebell training. And then found the the gym that I um, was going to prior to COVID. And we were doing CrossFit for probably like six months. And that was back when CrossFit was really, really big. And then after about six months, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because I, I don't know, the mentality of a CrossFitter and the mentality of a, of someone like me are totally different in a lot of ways. And that's like a. A conversation for another day but
0: um no it's not let's get into it how so What's, what is, I mean what is your mentality let's I I, I think it's I think it's awesome to, that you're aware Then you have that you have that self-awareness that you realize fair I mean fairly quickly six months into it you're like this isn't the mentality that that uh that jives for me because it works for some people but it's not for everybody so what it what was the what was the vibe that was that was getting put out at the at the box that you're at and, and what didn't what didn't click for you
1: um it wasn't necessarily the box it was more of the like it was like a cult like all of crossfitters I felt were cult and I felt that I I saw a lot of them like with injuries and just poor form and stuff like that that I was just like that looks like it's gonna hurt and I'm pretty sure I don't remember if it was the accident that I got into anyways I had an injury I had gotten an injury and I was like and it was a very minor injury and I was like if I don't change things up I feel like this is gonna lead to more injuries in the in the future so it was just something that I don't know it was very spontaneous too I guess it wasn't for me I don't really know how to describe it and I had a coach at the time who I was working out with who owned the gym that I previously went to And um, I was talking to him about it. And I was like, I don't really want to do CrossFit anymore. And so we both came to like a mutual agreement. Like we didn't want to do that stuff anymore. And we slowly started incorporating kettlebells. And this was like back in 2012 that we started incorporating kettlebells and we were just barely touching them, but like using them as like a little bit of a strength tool for our workouts. And then probably another year it was like all kettlebells at that time so it just grew to like something like that we knew nothing about that was like let's try this to like oh my god this is great like I'm never going back and that was probably I think I started only doing kettlebells back in 2014 or 13
0: so yeah so, so six, it's been a six while or seven years where it's been almost entirely kettlebells now
1: Yeah, it's been a a while, and I think it's so cool because, like, I've been doing it for this long now, but the fitness industry is just now, like, starting to, like, what's the word? Like, starting to make them more of a thing now, I feel like. So, I see it's more common for me to see people working out with kettlebells now than back then at all. Like, I barely saw it back then. So, I think it's cool (laughs) that people are, you know, saying, oh, like, kind of, they're, it's obvious that they're learning, like, okay, kettlebells can do this, and um, they're better for this reason, and I think it's just very, it makes me happy, because I'm, like, I see, or I love kettlebells, and I think that everyone started to see why I love them so much, so back when I first was, you know, doing them, um, everyone's just, like, kettleballs, like, couldn't even pronounce <laughs> them right, and I'm, like, they're not kettleballs, like, god, <laughs> The bells, and now I ding never dong. Yeah.
0: I, I yeah, I had that moment with my father in law. I wanted to I had to resist the like, you know, the backhand slap. No, it's bells, damn it. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's been like a, a journey of definitely. Um, I would say it just I don't know what made me want to do them but it was more of it came from more of like I was depressed and I got out of a bad relationship and I needed something to take up my time so as pity or as poor as that sounds that's literally I'm grateful because I feel like if that wasn't for that then who knows where I'd be today
0: I I don't think that sounds poor at all I think that sounds awesome because I mean so many times myself included like Uh, you know you go through a rough patch in your in your life and like you have a choice like you can you can choose healthy outlets for your stress and for your mental health or you can choose not healthy outlets and coping mechanisms you know you can you could have chosen to self-medicate with alcohol or drugs and instead you're like no I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that that consumes my time and helps me quiet my mind and you know quickly turned into I mean obviously kind of changed the direction of your life so I think that's I think that's awesome that you made you made that choice you know uh, back back in the day I mean that's a that's a very healthy and, and mature choice to make it sounds like uh, you know especially coming from a rough place I think that's yeah I think that's fantastic. it
1: definitely was <laughs> and I, I would say it turned it was more of like I'm gonna show you like you're not gonna treat you know what, <laughs> what I mean it was like watch who you just oh left, yes I know, you know that I mean? motivator like,
0: very well <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say I can't? Oh, fuck you! Watch me! Right? <laughs> oh, oh you see. you want to leave me? Okay, watch how oh. great
1: I look. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, I I, I know that one. I know that motivator well.
1: A hundred percent.
0: That's that's fantastic. So, tell me a little bit about your your philosophy with kettlebells because you know we got into it a little bit. You you do lift. You I mean you're you're strong as fuck which is awesome I mean you you lift you lift fairly heavy but do you have a like an articulated philosophy of of how you like to approach kettlebell training or or what your favorite moves are
1: oh god I do have favorite moves um they're mostly leg movements I'm not gonna lie but as far as like my philosophy I would say to simplify it just go as heavy as you can like in everything because like these girls like you know they're out here training and they're just like oh I'm going to do 10 sets or four sets of 10 and use the same weight the whole way through and it's like that's cool and all but your body is now adapted to that first set and then the second and then the third and the fourth so you're not really I mean you are you're just maintaining it so for me I'm a health science major too so I've taken very like I've taken quite a few nutrition courses you know anatomy physiology stuff like that so I kind of have a very a well understanding of like timing and eating and working out and like how those all go hand in hand uh, we're gonna um, let's
0: put a pin in that we're gonna we're gonna come back to that because i i love I love that but i, I if I can distill it down what what I'm hearing is basically you're saying intensity the intensity of the exercise is what's really going to facilitate change no matter how much volume you you attach to it like you can do four sets of 10 or 10 sets of 10 if if you're doing easy weights you're not going to force adaptation but you're saying lift the heaviest fucking weight you can you know to to provide intensity to the movement and that that's what's going to facilitate the change that you're looking for
1: oh 100 percent. because the more muscle you have the more calories you burn in a given moment um, like I did my, my body scan and it's, I was so surprised. Like, I was like, wow, that's why I eat so much because, <laughs> um, I eat a lot. And sometimes I even surprise myself, but not to get off track. Working there's, no, at there's, training, no
0: stru- there's no structure here. We can go wherever we want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what I like to do is I like to think, okay, for me going into a session or training, whatever, um, I think, okay, what weight would I like to be able to do like for reps, like where I could just pick it up and do it for reps. Okay. So let's just say it's a press, a kettlebell press. So I'm going to say my goal right now for me is to be able to press my half body weight bell, which is a 70 pound bell. Um, I can press the 53 right now, but I can't do it for more than probably like five reps. So what I do is I know for me, I know, okay, I can, press the 53 let me start with that since I know I can do it or even about underneath it so that I can try to work my way up to pressing the 63 instead of the 70 so this way it's not like maxing myself out so I'm not like literally maxing myself out so like if I know I want to press the 70 I'm not gonna try to do that in my first let's say there's three sets I'm not gonna do that in my first two sets at all. <laughs> Maybe not even my last set. I'm probably just going to try to find a weight that feels comfortable that I can do like one in dump type of thing. Like I'll work myself up to like a one in dump press, um, set or whatever. So I think about and it. And so like, when you,
0: when you say, when you say one in dump for people, for people that aren't, that aren't familiar with what you're talking about, what do you mean when you say one in dump?
1: Like just, if I can just take it, just strength, like use all my strength to press it and then dump it. Shake it out, you know. Re- recollect my <laughs> my thoughts a little bit. Do I really want to attack this again? Stuff like that. Um, just to kind of get my muscles more depressed under a heavier weight, but yeah. not to where they're like fatigued out and can't even press the forty pound. Um. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really about balance and everything too. It's like eating and training and everything is balance but for me, I just, I don't know. I pick a goal. I set goals for myself. I set baby goals for myself that lead to bigger goals. I don't let other people, like my ex-boyfriend going back to that, he would always tell me like the toxic one. He would always tell me like, Oh, why are you trying to lift like heavy, like a man? And why are you trying to do all these heavy things like a man? And obviously he didn't understand, but It's like, I'm not trying to look like a man. I'm trying to be stronger and being stronger is going to get me more in shape and getting more in shape is going to essentially make me love myself more. So I don't know. I just think of it like, I look at it as like a whole, I don't think of it as like one muscle group or like my training sessions are never just upper body focused or lower body focused. They're always full body sessions. With yeah, good, a good luck. I mean, you
0: can you can do isolated movements with the kettlebell, but that's really not what they're designed for. That's one of the things I think is, is so not. different about bells, right? They're, they're almost always total body movements. Like, good luck oh, yeah. doing a strict leg day or a strict arm day without involving other muscles. Right. It,
1: it, you can't really do any kettlebell. Kettlebells are more for, like, compound stuff. Like, I I mean, you can do single isolated stuff, like you said, but it's kind of hard. Like, like if I was to think of an isolated movement, it would be a press, but I have to clean it up to just to press it. And then that's not just using my shoulders either. So it's like, like you said, yeah, even, it's if, it's, even have... if
0: it's a strict press, you're going to be maintaining a ton of core tension. You're going to be activating from your legs to stabilize, right? Like right. <laughs> if you're, if you're doing it standing, at least like it's, it's really hard to, 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 to turn oh, it into yeah. an isolation movement.
1: Oh yeah. Everything in kettlebells is core. Everything, like <laughs> everything is core. Um, if you, if, I would definitely recommend for people to like a hundred percent work that into their regimen because there's been times where I've gone to do like front squats and, you know, picked up a weight that was pretty doable for me, but couldn't do it because my core gave out and I just fell to the ground. So like I think about my training, like, like little things like that too. Like, okay, as a whole, what's my, you know, main focus, but I always incorporate core because that's just something that is, Oh, you're always working no matter what you're doing. So I just felt like there's no sense. There's no point of neglecting core any day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when you, so when you say that you, uh, that you incorporate it, you, you incorporate specific core movements as part, as part of your overall design, or do you really just focus on your tension and core and core engagement while you're doing your compound movements? Like do you train core specifically as well as the compound movements, or do you just really focus on your core in all of your movements and that's your core training?
1: No. So I actually, I, when I'm training my, like, let's just say I go to write down a day's worth of workouts I will train um like my lower body section like my legs I'll train quads hamstrings and I'll have like something in there that's a compound training I don't know like quads and abs something that is going to tax both of those um at simultaneously um so I'm always trying to put time under tension or some type of strain for core in my like lower body and upper body sections and then I also add in a midline section just for core where it's just 15 minutes of just rip your core up type of thing
0: (laughs) nice okay Yeah. So you're doing, you're doing both. I I, put it as an, I put it as an either or, and you're like, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I do both. I do both of those things.
1: (laughs) Yep. I do them both because I'm, like I said, I literally have, I've been, you know, in a place where my core gave out for another movement that I was trying to do. And that was the moment that I realized, okay, my core is like the most important. So. What's your favorite way to, what's
0: your favorite way to train the core? Like, what are your, what are your favorite core exercises?
1: Um, I really like doing oblique exercises for, and, and lower abs too, because for whatever reason, that's where I store when I do, you know, have my cheat days and I get bloated lower abs specifically. So I try to like, you know, keep that in mind, but also obliques, because I feel like, um, if you have, you know, defined obliques, that's not easy to get like obliques aren't something you can just like, you, you don't just wake up with abs like if you're genetically you know you know if you just got it like that then you can wake I up those
0: with, people <laughs>
1: you know what I mean you can wake up with a six packs but you won't have obliques so yeah or at least most of the time at least in my opinion um so I feel like obliques are really hard not hard but like that's if a person has obliques then that's when you know they have like a strong core
0: and, yeah, um, I mean that's that's your trans that's your transverse plane activation, right? The rotational stuff. Like you you right. know that somebody if if you've got if you've got strong obliques, you know that people are working in multi multiplaner type of movements, so
1: right? I and i like just that, I feel like out. the obliques
0: are kind of a source of power when it comes to when it comes to the core. Like that's really the ability to move the core usually comes from the obliques a lot. Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent. And if you have. Typically, if you have obliques, you have a six pack. That's normally how it is. It's not like if you have a six pack, you have obliques. It's like, no. Once you get to that stage, you have obliques, you have like a pretty well rounded core for the most part, at least in my experience. And then I just feel like it helps. Like, I like obliques too because I, you know, get those love handles or had the love handles. And I feel like training obliques kind of pulls that around and makes it not have love
0: handles. So yeah, you build up that you build up the, that muscle. I mean, it's going to be thicker, yeah, so you're going to have right. less. You're going to fill out better there and have less uh, less cush. So
1: I just love training core all around. Like I wouldn't say I um, like obliques better or anything. I would just say like my goal for training core is to hit every part of the core. It's not just let me do, you know, crunches and the oblique things or whatever they're called. I I have such bad, like, that's one thing As I'm not good at naming movements at all. I will literally like look, like I can do the movement and I can do all these things. And I will literally like have to look up somebody doing the movement just to see what they called it. (laughs) It's really not that complicated. I shouldn't be thinking about like that. Like it is what it is, but that's one thing I struggle with is like coming up with names for certain (laughs) movements.
0: Well and you know, if if you if you go too if you go too technical, right, you're like, well this is a su- this is a supine oblique external rotation movement. <laughs> right. People are like, huh? What? What? <laughs> I'm supposed I'm supposed to do what? You know, right. so, like I, I think so long as you can communicate with, you know, 90% of the people that, that they understand what you're doing, if you go too, if you go too technical, I mean, obviously, it's great to be able to go technical if you need to. Uh, right. But I, I feel like for most, for most people, they don't, they don't want to hear that anyways. <laughs> they're, right. you know, they're like, they're like, huh, uh, just just put it to me in English. I, I don't care. I, I just, I just want my I just want my stomach to look better.
1: <laughs> right. And I joke with some of my friends, I'm like, I'm gonna start putting out my content and and instead of, like, naming the movements and, you know, all these things, I'm literally just going to be, like, you name it what you want it, but this is how you do it. <laughs> because everyone has their own names at the end of the day, too, because I've seen movements that I do call it completely something different, and the next person's doing it the same thing. So I feel like the names are just irrelevant. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I know what it's
0: to do. nomenclature, right? Like it depends on who you're talking to. Like some people might call it, I had that happen the other day. I posted a, I posted what I called, what I called a trap, uh, a, a double kettlebell trap deadlift. And the reason I called it a trap deadlift was because when you have a trap bar, like if you're doing barbell and you have a trap bar, that's what it's uh-huh. called, like a, a trap deadlift. Right. So right. I called it that because that tells you where, where your hand position is. And then some, somebody was like, well, that's a, that's a suitcase deadlift. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, fine, basically basically the same thing, but I usually only have one suitcase, so I call suitcase deadlifts when I only have one bell. I called this trap deadlift because I have two bells. Either way, Mm -hmm. I don't care. You can call it double suitcase deadlift. I don't care right just, exactly, exactly. Like, get, get the movement right get the alignment right and work you know you, right I, I don't care you like yes i, I, renamed, I know i right. renamed a core, a core movement you know f my a's because that's what one of my clients called it all the time she was you're, you're gonna make me do those f my a's things aren't you and i was like i'm gonna call them that from now on <laughs> right <laughs> like the care. names are
1: relevant just doing it probably that's what matters
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely well, I said I said we would we would pivot back to your nutrition approach because I I loved what you said before um, about it all being incorporated, right? That things don't exist in a vacuum, so you have to look at your nu- nutrition in conjunction with your training and in conjunction with you know the rest of your life. So, tell me a little bit about your nutrition your nutrition uh, philosophy and and some of the education that you have around uh, nutrition and how you how you coach people around nutrition.
1: So for me, I like I said I took a couple nutrition courses, um, in my undergrad. So I have, you know, I never been, I was never the person to count my macros and micros and all those, like, I don't, I never did that. Um, ever, (laughs) uh, what I did in the beginning of my workout journey or whatever, um, I did, uh, I did a, a prep service, a, a meal prep service for probably like three years. Um, and I did that for a couple of different reasons. One, I didn't have the time to cook. I just didn't have the time. I felt like time, my time was worth, was more important than spending money on the food. So I was like, okay, if I can have the food made for me, then I don't, it's not a big deal. So, I valued the time over the money, so I just went ahead and did that for probably three years or so. And another reason was I was like, okay, so it's also going to save me time, but it's going to teach me in a sense what I'm supposed to be eating because they're obviously promoting that they're a fresh meal company, healthy food, and I can just take notes, mental notes while they're sending me this stuff on what I should be eating. And so that's what I did as well. Um, i was still in school at the time so i was you know furthering my education on nutrition and i learned quite a bit of things like how much protein you know athletes versus like an, an a regular person should be intaking and things like healthy fats and um you know the things that are important but uh people don't really like when you're first starting fitness you you just think chicken rice and broccoli <laughs> So, but like learning things like healthy fats is important too, because the more healthy fat you have, the less bad fat you have. So my approach is, is a uh, pretty simple, but I also take into consideration timing. So like, if I'm going to go work out, like, let's just say I eat past 10 o'clock one night. Um, some, most of the time I'm not gonna lie. I, my stomach wakes me up <laughs> like Eight o'clock, my stomach's like, get up. We got to eat breakfast. So depending on if I've eaten late the night before, I will take that into consideration. And if I have, then I'll fast. I don't even eat breakfast. So this way I'm burning off what I'm intaking from the night before in my workout. And now I'm like back at level or I don't know. That's just what I call it. And then, you know, like I said, balance is key for everything, but... Just understanding that the body, the carbs and the protein with the vegetables, just everything complements. So like I look at food as fuel. I don't look at it for like,
0: I don't know, uh, or enjoyment
1: for enjoyment. Yeah. I don't think about food unless it's the weekend. Then I'm like, okay, it's a weekend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I look at it as like, okay, what's my day going to be like, am I going to be? able to cook throughout my day if I'm not I'm probably going to eat more red meat because red meat keeps me fuller for longer and probably going to carb up a little more so that this way I can burn fat throughout my day and not have to cook so much or whatever as far as like are you wanting to know like how I know what's healthy or like what or just like what I think about nutrition
0: Oh well, a little bit of both. I mean I th- there's a lot of nuggets that you that you threw that you threw in there. I mean you sprinkled you sprinkled in a lot of a lot of golden nuggets there. I loved I honestly I loved the the first thing you said about the that you started with the meal service because you valued your time more than the money, right? I love yeah. that. Like that's that's something that so few people take into consideration. They just look at, oh gosh, this is expensive. Oh man, this is but you already spend money on food anyways. Exactly. And people often don't factor in how valuable is your time and if right. if you don't enjoy cooking you don't enjoy the meal prep component of it like I love that you just you were like we're super crisp and clean on that you're like hey I value my time more than the money so it's worth the money for me I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and then yes. you also extracted value from it by looking at what are they sending me and what is it that I like and you know <laughs> and you, you probably right. I'm, I'm assuming you probably got some meals that like you wouldn't have necessarily picked or prepared for yourself, but you maybe learned, like, oh, I I like that. That's really good, you know. So like, oh I yeah, I definitely. There cool were definitely insight.
1: some things. There was definitely some things that I um I got that I was like, I would never have eaten this or thought to eat this. Some I did like. Some I was like, I'm never gonna eat that again. Like spaghetti squash, I really hate it. <laughs> I think it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I wanted to learn like. I'm a more of like, you learn by doing type of person, not like Mm -hmm. always by somebody just teaching you. So I was like, if I can, you know, I'm learning it in school. If I can apply it, you know, in my daily life, see it for myself, um, then I can kind of get a better understanding. And obviously I'm not like a nutritional dietitian or whatever, but I don't, I just felt like like I took in the information that would be beneficial for me, like, as far as, like, the protein thing, like, something that really stuck with me when I was in college was the ratio for protein for an athlete versus the ratio for an an individual regular person. That's something that stuck out to me a lot, because I was, like, that's... What what is that? What is that
0: ratio that you you, uh, adhere to?
1: So, if you're an athlete, it needs to be 1.2, somewhere around there, times your body weight. So, like, for me... Um, I'm not ashamed. I weigh 140 pounds, so for me, I would need like, let's say 140 times 1.2. 1. 1.2. 1. 2. 168. 168 grams at the. I was least.
0: I was carrying I was carrying the two. I was doing you know moving moving the decimal point and trying to <laughs> doing trying to do the math in my head too. I don't have my calculator with me. <laughs> I'm so I'm so dependent on spreadsheets. It's terrible. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so that really stuck with me because I was like, wow, because I'm an athlete, I'm going to need to know how much protein I need to take um, in because I obviously work out. And like I said, I'm always hungry. I eat so much. It surprises me that I'm not like 300 pounds, but you know, I obviously know what to <laughs> a eat. good sign and-
0: That means you have a healthy metabolism. right? Like that's, <laughs> right. That's, one of the, that's one of the things I'm really working with my athletes on right now. And, and it's something from my own education that I've, you know, I've really started to focus on a little bit more is the biofeedback. Um, precedes you know the, the the physiological cues always precede the physical progress right like you always notice that you start to feel better or you get more hungry before you start seeing progress in the mirror and that's like mm-hmm. so important to, to notice those things and it seems to me from from the number of things that you said that you're, you're you're very intuitive like you you're pretty in tune with what's going on with your body and you pay attention to like you really pay attention to what's going on and what your body does and doesn't like and like you just seem to have a very intuitive Understanding of of how to eat to make yourself happy how to work out to make yourself happy like you've you've got a number of decisions that you made just because it didn't it didn't feel right to you and you you knew what was right for your body which is super cool like I'm, I'm jealous of people that are that are super intuitive like that because I'm very much uh I need a program I have a plan I'm I'm, I'm super anal like I plan everything out uh, so right. I'm, always, I'm always very jealous of people that are just like super mindful and super in tune and you know um, tracking macros they're like yeah no why would I do that I know that I know that steak makes me Feel full longer than chicken, so I eat steak, right?
1: Right, well, that's the thing though, it's like it, it's a learning process, it, and you have to be intuitive through the whole thing because if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, then you're just mindlessly doing stuff and you're not getting anything from it. So, for me, it's just like
0: See, but my body intuitively wants pizza and like beer and <laughs> Krispy creams, but uh, awesome. that, that's, just, that's my intuitive, you know, that's why I'm like, oh, intuitive eating, that sounds really dangerous. <laughs>
1: no, I definitely get those cravings. And for people who do get those cravings, I would say, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, give into your cravings because if your cravings are a sign of something, okay, you're either lacking some type of vitamin or something that your body is craving, some type of vitamin or something that in the item that you're craving your body is lacking. Or your blood sugar is spiked and you need something to lower it. Or you know what I mean? Just yeah. there's a reason why you're craving what you're craving. So give in, but don't give in like don't overdo it. Balance. Like yeah. it's given
0: within reason. <laughs>
1: yes. Give in within reason and know like when you're full. Like don't give into that craving when your like stomach is hurting, you know, stop the craving when yeah. your stomach's hurting. Like, okay. If you're craving a piece of some pizza, go have one piece of pizza. Don't have four pieces of pizza. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's literally just about balance, but going back to like learn to listening to the intuitive thing, um, that I feel like came from just trying so many things because when I first started, I could tell you, I was doing, Oh man, I was doing the fat loss pills. Like I was trying like the, the fat burners. Oh, those, those
0: definitely work.
1: Right. So I, I would try the fat burn the thermogenics. Um, I would try the teas, the waist trainers. Um, I would try like all these different types of foods and just, I tried so many things in the beginning that I feel like that's why I am the way I am in my body now, because I know like I tried that, that didn't work this I tried this this part worked but this didn't really stick with me well and just like I think it's very important to do that because once you know your body once you know like you just know it it's it makes it so much easier to eat healthy and to actually make your your healthy eating or your your food habits a lifestyle versus a diet Because when you make your, your lifestyle or your food habits, a diet, you don't look forward to eating. I like, for me, I always look forward to what I'm going to eat because I know it's, um, it's part of my, like, it's going to benefit me in some way, or it's not going to hurt my, my, my figure or whatever. I don't know. I just think about it, like, try everything you can and take bits and pieces and, Try other things that other people are doing and take bits and pieces of that if it doesn't work for you, and just try everything. Like, literally, I tell all my friends that because they're like, How did you figure out that this works? and this person, I'm like, Trial and error, (laughs) literally, (laughs) literally. That's what it is. I took the whole apple cider vinegar pills and shots and all that. I did all that, like, I did it all.
0: I love, I love that because that's, I mean, I'm, I'm very big on, I'm, I'm anti-dogmatic because no matter what um, there is no one right way to train. There is no one right way to diet because we're all individual. And yeah. yes, there are, there are underlying principles. Like you said, you said it's all about balance probably three or four times already. And I yeah. love that as a, as a foundational principle, because it's so true, right? It's all about balance, right? Yeah. It's it's, a, it's about being healthy. It's about having a balanced physique. It's about balancing your stress and recovery. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, working antagonistic muscle groups to to stay balanced physiologically. It's about right. you know all of those things. And I, I, I love that, but to your point, like, you can't listen, you can't believe that just any one person has the, the, the overall answer. answer for you right? They yes. might have good guiding principles, but ultimately yeah. everybody's journey is going to be a little bit customized and it mm-hmm. needs to be because otherwise it's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, what works perfectly for me is different than what's going to work perfectly for you because we're different exactly. people, with different exactly. physiology, different backgrounds, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so many different things. So yes. I love, I love, I love what you're articulating. It's, it's, it's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, yeah. I just,
1: I want to like, I wish, um, I wish more women could, could see it like that because I, I get like, you know, I have friends who come to me all the time and they're just like, Nicole I need help working out. I need to know what to eat, you know? And I'm just like, well, you need to make your food habits, a lifestyle instead of a a diet. First of all, um, second of all, you need to train heavy (laughs) as much as you don't want to hear it. That's what you need to do. And then third of all, you need to, you know, kind of have some type of like, what's the word, some type of extracurricular that's gonna, you know, keep your uh, blood, I don't know the word I'm looking for, keep you up and moving and just always, I don't know, always moving. (laughs) That's the word. Yeah,
0: I love it. So, so this is, I've got a question and and I'm not sure what the answer is, but it sounds like, it sounds like most of your clients and the people that that you coach are are women, but most of your followers are men. Is that, is that true?
1: Yeah, actually, I've only had one male client (laughs) so far. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And all my other clients have been women. So I don't know. I think, I think (laughs) online, my presence online may seem like intimidating. You know what I mean? I really do think it seems intimidating because I just like to lift heavy shit. Um, and that's not the mentality of most women. So it is what it is. But then when women meet me, they're like, Oh my God, she's great. She knows exactly what she's talking about. Like, um, she's very educated. You can tell, like, I know what I'm talking about. You can tell like all these things. And I'm very like, I'm a different person when I coach (laughs) than like me, like, it's almost like I put on a suit for or like a mask when I go coach and I'm just like this different person. It's like, I love it so much. I just love coaching in general because I know I always put myself in my client's shoes. Like the, I've had clients like ask me questions like, Oh, I know this is a dumb question, but what is this? And I'm like, it's not a dumb question. It's, it's a good that you're asking me those things because you know, I didn't know that when I was back year, seven years ago, I didn't know any of that. So and, you know, some of us like me, I had to find out the hard way. Like no, no one ever taught me this stuff aside from going to school. Like all of this is stuff that I've just picked up along the way or trial and error or whatever. But yeah, I think, um, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, it's very like, I'm not going to lie. It's very, um, grad, gratif- it's, it's like gratifying. I don't know when I do get those male or those men who like come to me or, um, they see some type of significance in what I'm doing because I'm like, that's a man who's coming to me, admiring what I do as a woman. And like, I don't know, it's just a very humbling, um, experience, especially when I, when I train men, because they are like, wow, you're the strongest woman I've ever (laughs) worked out with. And I don't go into it, like trying to like prove myself. I just go into it Doing my thing, you know what I mean? Just training, just doing yeah, how I live. you showing up, do, do doing it. what you it's do. Showing, exactly. And and I've actually been in <laughs> situations where we'll have, like, prior to COVID, we would have, like, guest people who would come work out with us, and most of the time, like, the men who would come work out with us, I would be lifting heavier than and, and in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, I would, like, limp, like, not go as heavy as I, I knew I could because I didn't want to make these men feel like they were weak. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I know that has to be some F type that of that noise. You know, that has to be some type of like wow. You know what I mean? I don't know for like I don't know how it is as a men, but I know in that moment it was very I just get that awkward feeling of like okay, I think I'm making this guy feel like
0: very uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure you're speak I'm sure you're speaking to an experience that most strong like strong women have probably gone through. They've probably felt that at some point. And like, and even if we're not talking, even outside of the gym, right, we we see the, the need in society for women to act weaker than they are, or to not be, not put them right. out, themselves out there as smart as they are, or whatever, right? Like, they don't, they don't want to come across as too smart, or too aggressive, or too right. strong, or exactly. they, don't, they don't want to be too, too much anything, because they've been conditioned in our society to not be right because that's emasculating to men right my, you know, my, my thought to that is be more of a fucking man then if you're so worried about it just be exactly better. oh but. my god <laughs> Yes,
1: it's so crazy because my coach used to tell me the same thing all the time he'd be like if any of these fucking men you know tell you that you're too strong you look too fucking manly, that's because they're scared of you or they're not man enough themselves
0: yeah, and you need a I better mean, man <laughs> You be, know, be that's better. A that's... that's a very good point <laughs> Yeah. That's, that should be, I think that should be your new response. Like, I'm sorry, am I making you feel weak? Get stronger.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. So in the beginning, like trying, you know, dealing with that was very, like, it was one of those like moments I didn't know I was going to have to deal with that. And then I had to, and I was like, Oh crap. How do I do? Yeah.
0: Well, I think, I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with kettlebell sport, but one of the things I love about kettlebell sport is there are some Badass fucking women in kettlebell sport, and some of them are oh, here yeah. in here in here in the US, especially like Kim Fox is a is a coach out of Wichita, Kansas. She's the world record holder in, in double twenty four long cycle for for females. She does mm-hmm. more with with two fifty three kilo bells than I've ever done in my life, and she mm-hmm. she's a fucking badass. She's awesome, yeah. you know. And I, yeah, love, I love Like that. I love that. And like if I when I get to the point that I can that I can out you know outlift you know Kim with the the twenty fours, I'll be very happy. I'll be proud of that accomplishment because she's a world record holder, she's right. a world champion, right? You know, but I I don't expect him to be less strong, <laughs> you
1: know. Right, it's not, right. That, that, just it's like that just doesn't doesn't right?
0: compute to me, right? Like it's it's just so it's so weird. Like don't be less than because it makes other people feel bad, right? Like be be right. who you are because that's just that's awesome. But
1: exactly. And, I love and
0: it. We we talked we talked a little bit. I told you I was going to ask you about this so that we've got the the, the Cardi B, uh, WAP video just just came out and there's a there's a huge component of what we were just talking about with with female empowerment and you know equality around that and you you put out a ton of dance content which I love so we can talk about that but I want to ask you first about about the uh, what your thoughts are on on the WAP video and the song and and female empowerment in in general.
1: Um. I'm all for the female empowerment thing I think I think especially in today that more women are starting to not let men talk down to them or not let men like make all the decisions or you know just being more dominant and and I know for 100% fact that a lot of men are probably really un un like bothered by that because now you have these women who went from these naive you know women who were just like yes 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 to now like no this is how I want shit to go and if you don't want shit to go this way then bye the next one will you know what I mean so it's like a different mentality now it's like women aren't putting up with shit anymore which I love um But as far as the the WAP video goes, I love Cardi B personally. I think- I do too. I think I just love how she speaks her mind. She says everything that we all want to say, but don't have the courage to say. (laughs) You know what I mean? well, and and I, I love it.
0: I love that she's she's a she doesn't get enough credit for being super smart and being a a really smart businesswoman because like she was she's been very open and honest about the fact that she was a stripper and she did very well as a stripper but she figured yeah. out how to change the economics of scale and basically playing the same hustle where she's selling she's selling the sex appeal that people want but now she changed the economics of scales from being hundreds to hundreds of thousands and millions right she's made yeah. herself a millionaire basically I mean obviously she's got a, a lot of musical talent and she can she can rhyme really well so I'm not I don't mean to diminish her talent but I I also love that she's just like you know she's very open about like hey I, I'm selling the same hustle I was when I was a stripper it's just now I figured out how to make more money doing it
1: right exactly yeah I love that I love that she you know is very open about her past and um she is all for like take you know, use that like she was a stripper, obviously. So in society's eyes, that's like the low, you know what I mean, that you can be and she used her low point to bring her to her high point. And now she's like, topping other artists who have been in the industry way longer than her. Um, And I just I love her personality. I think her I think her personality, honestly, is what makes her so like is what has made her career so famous right now because she's just very um to me at least she comes off as very humble because I've watched interviews with her to where she um talks about her like you know experience and you know she's just very humble about it in my opinion um and she she I started following Cardi B back when she used to like just do like the videos that she would record herself like just talking shit about something about something that she wanted to talk about that was popular in the media and no one could talk about it because it was too r-rated but she would talk about it and then that's how she like blew up and started getting clout uh and so i don't know this whole like uh walk video i think it's very i think it's very uh (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I think, I think it's very, comes off as very like ratchet and very like, it's, it's all about like, who, what are you trying? Like for her, that's a great image for her to like, you know, pursue or whatever. Um, For me, I know I told you earlier, I actually did a video to the WAP um, song, a dance video, and looking at it and, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, it's fun and everything, but I don't know how I feel about, like, posting it or even, like, promoting that type of energy, although I am for the whole women empowerment thing. Um, I don't know, I think there's, there needs to be a line between, like, being a business person and then having being like a, I don't know what they would call like a ratchet or like somebody who just doesn't care um yeah, you, so I you think just made I me like, feel
0: old because I was like I was like I don't know what she means when she's says ratchet
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people who listen to this probably will but I don't know I just feel like it's really like dirty and like the lyrics and um I don't. I mean, it's anything. intentionally
0: provocative, obviously, and I think it's over the top intentionally. Uh, oh but, yeah, uh, it's
1: it's it's definitely a little much. Um, but, but that's I such, know. A, I well, that's
0: such a... a well-trodden path in rap, though. Like that's been around for so, and and even outside of rap. But I mean, that's that's been such a thing for so long to make provocative songs and like. And, oh yeah, you know. but it's just been more
1: common in men. So now that women are doing it, of course we're gonna get more shit for it because that's not what women do you know what i mean quote unquote that's not what we do but it's like that it's like that double standard that men have it's like men are allowed to do it but women aren't and if women do it we're whores (laughs) or uh, we're you know heartbreakers if we leave a man and you know it's just like this double standard is that it's so common yeah it's just a double standard but i i'm all for like that type of vibe and that type of energy like I think there's a time and place for everything I think like the way I think about it for me is like I like to say I have multiple personalities like I can be the coach and be in a coach setting and you know be professional and you would never know that I do dance you know what I mean or I can be that friend who's you know at dance class and just talking shit or hanging out and you know whatever and they would never know that I could be in a professional setting where I have a mask on and I'm talking to clients about, you know, training and all these things. So I think that there's a time and place for all of those things. Um, I just think not obviously combining them with professional settings, obviously, but no, I'm for I love Cardi B. I've loved her since she came on, uh, what was it? World of hip hop, hip hop. I don't know. Some show she was on, on MTV. Um, I started watching her like way before she went on there and started rapping. So I'm definitely a Cardi B fan, but she's definitely a little raunchy.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And I I think you, I mean, you nailed, you nailed it with like, you know, you can support it and still, and still decide it's not right for your brand or how you want to present yourself or whether, whether it aligns with, with how you want to be presented. Exactly.
1: With how I want people to look at me. I think about that a lot because I'm trying to be this, you know, professional in the fitness industry and further it obviously and I don't want somebody to see this um, image of me or whatever and think that I am that person you know what I mean because it's yeah. not I'm just able to put those fe- those masks on in that time and have fun and enjoy myself with you know different types of people and whatnot um but you know a lot a of people... there's a
0: principle from psychology called the the thousand yous and it's basically saying that we're all multifaceted people and there's 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 a, a thousand different yous that we identify with at any given and and the you that we identify with at a, at a particular time is is maybe our master status for that moment but we can all rotate between being different different facets of our personality and putting that as, as the primary the primary you that you focus on at, at, right. at, any, at any given time
1: right so it's like what's the main, um, mass that I want to have for most of my, you know, day, I guess. Um, so I do, um, I mean, like I said, I'm all for like the women empowerment. So I think the dance and like even dancing those raunchy dance, I think it's important for women to do those things and step out of their comfort zones because you, um, you, you start to like And I'm speaking off of personal experience for me, I started to gain more confidence and it wasn't because like, Oh, I can go be raunchy at dance or whatever, but it's like self-expression. Like I can express myself if I'm feeling like that in that moment, or I can express myself and, you know, relate to what I'm listening to or what I'm dancing through. And just it's a self-expression for me. Like, I don't think of it as like, Oh, that makes you who you are. Like, But there's a lot of people who do, so that's why I'm hesitant at posting certain videos because I'm like, I don't want people to get the wrong impression of me. Mm. Um, So like I said, I did do a video to the WAP video, and I probably won't post it because of that, but maybe we'll
0: see i don't know on. so now i'm like i'm like maybe you should post because fuck those people <laughs> like if you All like right. it you know All like and right. i, I do know we talked about this before we started recording that you actually said you sometimes lose followers when you when you post uh dance content which actually surprised me a lot because i would have thought if anything that you gain followers when you when you when you post your your dance content because i mean your dance content is awesome like you, you've I really got it's, it's I... usually it's usually really well done you've got like a professional person that shoots it it's usually you and a couple other people and you're doing like cool moves and like I, I find I find it entertaining when I see it and I usually stop my scroll when I see you posted a new a new dance video or something you know so I, I guess I I don't understand why that would be the case but um I don't know yeah, let, t- I don't... talk a little bit about your about your dance the dance stuff that you've you've gotten into and, and where that came from
1: well it can't honestly I've been wanting to dance for so long like I wanted to dance back when I was in that toxic relationship um and I had a lot of like back and forth in my head of doing it because he wasn't really for it um so I had wanted yeah I had (laughs) wanted to do it for a while and then you know got out of that relationship and a lot of it was that and also that I was like you know When you do something and you're doing it for the first time, you're vulnerable. So you want to be good at it. But because you're vulnerable, you aren't really good at it. So for me, it was like, okay, I really want to do it. I know I could be good at it if I practiced, but I was afraid to show that I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning. And so I would go to like classes with friends to like make me feel, you know, like I had more support there or whatever. Um, And then shortly after... I became comfortable with, um, you know, just getting in front of people and dancing in front of people and having all eyes on you. Like, for some reason, oddly enough, I do not like all attention on me when I know I'm in a room and everyone's staring at me or like all attention is supposed to be on me. I'm like, I freeze. I don't know why
0: so that's not uncommon that's a lot that's a lot of people I think it's much more rare to be like me and and love having the spotlight like I'm I'm weird (laughs) like that like I grew up on stage though like I've I've been a singer I've been a singer in music you know did musical theater all throughout my life so like I always loved being on stage but you know I I think that's rare I don't think that's I don't think that's weird at all like I think that's totally common for for people to not like the spotlight I think that that's why public speaking is the number one fear Uh, over death right because nobody 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 wants all eyes on them because then Everybody sees any mistake you make. Right. And that's, that's right. what I'm always I think. Afraid right.
1: Of. Well, so for me, it was just getting over that fear. Like I felt like once I got over that fear, once I w- took it as like, okay, we're all here for our own journey. You know, no one's judging anyone. Actually we can learn from each other, things of that nature. So, um, that's when I started getting more comfortable and it just like anything, just repetition, just keep doing it. Just practice. Like, um, I can look back in videos today and look back at the first video that I didn't, i probably like be embarrassed to the fullest because I'm like, wow, what was I doing? But, you know, two years from now, I can look back <laughs> at the WAP video that I just did and be like, what the hell was I doing? You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's how I look back at all of my old kettlebell training videos. Like I've been, I've been filming my kettlebell sports sets since God, you know 2010 and I go back and look at my old form and I'm like oh my god that's hideous oh my god like I see see so many things that that need to be fixed but you know that's like you said that's that's how you get better and that's you know that's part of the that's part of the journey and I think uh, when you embrace the journey rather than focusing on the destination you realize that there really isn't a destination there's just the journey.
1: Yeah Yeah. and actually I I, I have to practice what I preach because there there was couple of times where I'd left classes or auditions or whatever and I, I had left in tears because it was so what's it was so like I couldn't wrap my head around not being able to get these moves when I could get these moves and I'm like why can't I get them because I'm so hard on myself I'm sure everyone is but I'm so hard on myself and I'm just like you know I would go to these dance classes and there would be like seven-year-olds in the class and they would just be out there killing it and I'd be like yo what the (laughs) heck is wrong with me
0: (laughs) so and then
1: right and then and then I started realizing that I can I was starting to compare myself and I was starting to like get mad and and not enjoy the journey like I enjoyed the journey of kettlebells so I had to like be honest with myself and that was like a moment of like okay Nicole you didn't just wake up in a, a day or even a year you didn't even wait because I've only been dancing for like a year now
0: and you didn't even wake oh, wow. up in a year I didn't I, I wouldn't I would never have known that honestly had you not told me that I would have thought that you've been dancing I, I would have thought you've been dancing at least five years
1: no oh they no I definitely haven't it's only been like a year maybe a year and a half um at the most but as far as like no I've only been doing this for a little a little over a year so I had to like, you know, be honest with myself and like take and just like talk to myself in a sense, I guess you can say like, Nicole, you weren't good at kettlebells. You didn't know how to do all this kettlebell stuff in a year. What makes you think you're going to know how to do all these dance moves that you want to do in a year too? So I had to like compare it and kind of like give myself that reality check because I just I was so hard on myself. Like, I'm like, here I am. I have all this muscle. Why can't I keep myself up? And why can't I balance? You know what I mean? I would like ask myself things like that. Like, I'm so used to like working on balance. Why can't I balance here? And, and it's just a different mindset. It's just a different, you have to be more light on your toes. You have to be more loose and, you know, working out, you don't, you definitely not the the case there. So it was just like a, a learning experience. And I'm so learning now, but it's, it's just something that I have to remind myself to enjoy the journey and not to be so hard on myself because like crying and getting upset, that's not going to help at all. You know what I mean? Um, and if anything, it's going to make me refrain from wanting to do it. If I start getting in that mindset, cause there was one point where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not dancing. Like I can't do it. Like, and then that's, was the moment of truth like no don't don't quit don't just you know what I mean and all these thoughts are going through my head so um for me it was very satisfying when I got over the the and I still get nervous but I feel like for the most part I've gotten over the stage fright and people looking at me and judging me and I've just geared it more towards like using it as like to bring out my self-confidence and it really has it has brought a lot of my confidence out and just I feel like I feel more comfortable in expressing myself and I don't know I I'm grateful because I was so scared to do it for so long so I would just say to anyone who has ever been in a similar situation to just go for it like you're never gonna you know, you're never going to know if it's right or wrong for you if you don't just go for it.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So we've got, we've got a few, we've got a few like awesome, awesome nuggets, right? It's like lift heavy shit, listen to your body. It's all about balance. Uh, don't, yeah. be, don't be, don't be scared to be strong uh, and, and try and try and try new things and go for it. Right. Like and yeah. enjoy the journey. Right? Those are True. you got like some some awesome awesome nuggets uh you know throughout this so thank you thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to to talk with me i really I've really enjoyed the conversation. How do people follow you? How do they get at you? How do they hire you as a coach if they if they need a coach dudes, it's totally okay to hire a coach that's stronger than you It's fine. And it's okay to
1: hire a woman coach because, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know I know how that is too. Um, <laughs> I have Instagram. So we said it in the beginning, Kettleball Queen underscore Fox. Um, I go by Fox as a nickname that my coach gave me a long, long time ago. Um, and that was because he said I looked like Megan Fox and I was fast like a fox. So that's where that came from. If anyone was wondering. Um, <laughs>
0: nice. I like it
1: and uh yeah so i also have can reach me at my email which is also on my instagram i don't use twitter um or tiktok or any of those i'm pretty much mostly just on facebook um or instagram all
0: right so find her on the gram yeah. thank you so much thank you so much i really appreciate the time to i'm close. so no thank it's you awesome, jordan I'm awesome so, having you on
1: yes i'm glad we finally got to do this <laughs> all right thank you so much jordan <laughs>
0: Thanks, Nicole. Have a great day and have a great you rest well. weekend.
1: You as well. You as
0: well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Kundi Wright. If you have a question, please email me at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, on Twitter at TCKB Club, online at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club.com. And please help us grow our reach and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.